All right, everybody, busy, busy news day. There's a ton of stuff going on with ChatGTP, and Adam Newman is back with Flow. <laughs> that's He's like, back with Flow. That's almost all we need to say. It's going to be a great show. <laughs> right, that's it. It's going to be a great show. That's it. Stick with us. This Week in Startups is brought to you by Coda is the all-in-one doc for teams. If you've got a stack of niche workflow tools, or if you're buried in docs and spreadsheets, Coda is the doc that brings it all together. Sign up today at coda.io slash twist and get a $1,000 startup credit on your first statement. Linode, apply to Linode's Rise program for founder-led early-stage startups and get a $500 credit, up to $120,000 in infrastructure credits in year one, cloud consulting, and so much more. Apply at linode.com slash twist. And Meowtel, traveling soon? Book a local and insured sitter on Meowtel, the number one cat sitting app. Save $25 on your first booking with code TWIST25. All right, everybody, welcome to a Tuesday here. There's a ton of news. Uh, but yes, I'm up in Tahoe for Ski Week. And uh, yeah, just a lot going on in the news. Lots a of lot the news. Going so on. And we, we should, need to get some uh, news we're going to do a little like sausage making because as oh. we are recording right now, as we're talking, Microsoft is mm. having a surprise event, oh. uh, which is reportedly about its open AI integration. So we have someone mm. monitoring this at this moment. Right. And we will bring it up if it seems important it does not seem like they're live streaming it which is kind of weird so we'll be like monitoring tweets yeah old, old school style well this is all heating up i saw yesterday uh, i think it was yesterday monday that sundar uh, pachai the ceo of google aka alphabet did a tweet storm and this to me you know we were sitting here what two months ago and i said like i'm gonna sell google if these guys don't get their butts in gear and, and have something and there was that email that came in molly and the email that came in from somebody said they've had this mm -hmm. they've had this they've been sitting on it because they have uh issues with like, how it might be used the quality of it i'm yep. assuming le legal issues and they the wanted to be judicious about when to release it and also they thought it could put heat on them because of job destruction, right? Right. Like, if you're Google and you're laying people off, you're making tons of money, you're printing $20 billion in profits a quarter, do you really want to be out there killing a bunch of white-collar jobs that right. maybe some senators and Congress people, their kids <laughs> are in those jobs? Like, it's a bad look for America well, yeah, you, jobs. you're about to kill law school. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, perhaps. So and anyway. There's the part where it's sentient. We probably shouldn't leave that out. Like. So many parts here, but apparently, so many things. However, that tip that we got that you heard here first mm -hmm. was true. They've yeah. had this sitting there at Google, and they've been sitting on it. And I guess ChatGPT intelligently front ran the market and gave it to Microsoft. Microsoft gave them ten billion. I think a bunch of people cleared some private stock in a secondary sale, uh, probably. So they got paid, and now Google. Maybe we could take a look at this. Uh, Google is sort of being forced into action. Yeah. yeah forced, I mean, it's yeah. very interesting, right? Like, if you feel like their hand is definitely um, being forced. So the chatbot has officially been announced that they are going to start rolling it out. It is, unfortunately, uh, it's called Bard, which is not as cool. Bard. <sighs> Google always does this kind right? of stuff. And then the, like the, Bard. there's the other, the one that they invested in, the one that Google invested $300 million in that isn't going to supplant their own AI is going to be called Claude, which is a cool name. Claude's and then bad. you have chat GPT, which is just like weirdly catchy. It's got like a nice internal alliteration. It's fun to yes. say, but they're going and DeepMind has Sparrow, which is awesome. And there's this called, like there's this called Bard, which is short for apprentice Bard. I would have called it little bird. Like a little bird told me, See, that's uh, cute. which is why I like Sparrow. A little Sparrow comes, whispers in your ear. Yeah. Bard is like, you literally let a neckbeard developer name it. Like that was the code name, Bard. Apprentice and Bard. Somebody found out about it, but like a poet? Or I mean, like, like, listen, I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. I'm a nerd. Yeah. But at Too some nerdy. point, you have to care about branding. And Apprentice yeah. Bard is not good branding. However, okay, let's get to the point, though. Uh, we did, we did, Sundar Pichai did do this uh, long Twitter thread about it, and it included, and I think this is the important thing, a screenshot of what it might look like when it's combined with search. And what's interesting is that it's a, 
it's a modified Google thing, ah. right? It doesn't, you still have links underneath. So what you see, for those of you who are not there, is like at the top, there would be a prompt. Is piano or guitar easier to learn and how much practice does each need? Then you see the typical Google tabs, images, news, shopping, videos, etc. And then this summary, right? The, the answer. Some say the piano is easier to learn as the finger and hand movements are more natural and learning and memorizing notes can be easier. Others say that it's easier to learn chords on the guitar. We are going to find that AI is going to irritatingly Super like helpful. never make a decision. It depends. <laughs> right. Thank well, you. it depends. And then under that, you see the 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 kind of graphic uh, affiliate linking, the linking that so many publishers rely on, Quora, uh, you know, some site that teaches you music. Any content site, yeah. That kind of thing. Any content site. So really just uh, incorporating it as a UI change. So a question comes in to Google search, we might see in the future an answer given when one box came out, which is when they would take a snippet from a website. Totally. So what we have happening here, let's call it what it is, folks. Google's AI, ChatGPT, and eventually Bing's, and there's other ones, they are literally, instead of giving the one box answer, which was scraped, stolen, however you want to phrase it, if you're being charitable or you're, you're being realistic, lifted co-opted from <laughs> and then linked to but of course nobody clicks on those links to the website gives you the answer you're done right and google says well if you don't like it you can opt out but you can't opt out of one box you have to opt out of the whole search index so google knows what they're doing being cute there now mm -hmm. what they're doing is having a language model rewrite the answer that some totally. person or company spent their life building up the skill and now they're going to rewrite it and give you the answer and plagiarize it I mean, Let's you call can it what it is, folks. 100% see why Google has slow walked this. Like, you can yeah. see why they didn't roll this out because you, you weren't here yesterday. But yesterday I talked about, like, if you know anybody in media, if you know any publisher who rely, every publisher in yeah. the world now relies on links from Google, traffic from Google, the homepage yeah. died, Yep. you know, RIP the homepage, pour some out a decade ago or more. And now yep. it's all about Google. And every time they change the algorithm or when they introduce one box, like all of that linking, disappears traffic to these websites aka revenue yep, disappears it's, it's and so you done. can see why google would have slow rock walked rolling out the idea of just an answer the lawsuits are being penned right now oh, yeah. uh google needs to allow people two choices now you can be in the index you could maybe three you could be in the index you could be in the one box your content could be used in the answer if your content is used in the answer they need to pay a licensing fee and they need to use a citation. So if the answer comes from these 10 websites, each of those 10 websites is need to going to get a fraction of a penny for participating in the creation of that answer by the AI, and they're going to need to be cited. And the citations are going to need to be in order by the amount of copy you took from each one. So if you're clever enough to create this answer, you're clever enough to make a sharing revenue model, and you're clever enough to give citations. So don't BS any of us in the content business, Google or Microsoft, if you can build a chat technology this impressive, you can come up with a way to share revenue. And to launch this without citations and to launch it without sharing revenue in a commercial environment is unethical, immoral, and these people need to be sued immediately. That doesn't mean I'm anti the technology. Right. I'm not anti the technology. But Google needed to do this right. Now they're doing it wrong. Lawyers, by all means, find out where this is being scraped. New York Times, Washington Post, content sites, everybody get together and start filing the lawsuits. And then you need to get in there and look at how these models were made, whose content they used. If they used Wikipedia, and that's Creative Commons, then they need to link to those pages. That's all those people want. They just want to link back and recognition. But if you're New York Times, and you spent money on an article about which piano or guitar, or which instruments your children, you know, learn first, and they just rewrote it, you stole it. And if you stole it, you need to reverse that decision. Make 2023 the year that your startup starts firing on all cylinders. Well, how are you going to do that? You're going to do it using Coda, C-O-D-A. Coda is here to help you do more with less. In Coda, your team can work on entire projects from start to finish, and you have everything you need in one place. We're in the efficiency revolution right now, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, right? Everybody's got to do more with less. You got to get the most out of each of your team members. So 
You know what happens when your work is spread out across a bunch of different tools? Productivity suffers, right? In this market, speed, efficiency, and cohesion is going to help keep your startup dream alive. And Coda is the doc that brings it all together. We use Coda here at This Week in Startups. Hey, we track all my J trades. Go to thisweekinstartups.com slash J trading, and you can see all the gorgeous things a Coda page can do. Pulling in data from different sources, allowing multiple people to edit it, seeing all the changes that are made to the page, the history, linking to other pages within your Coda instance. You can operate and collaborate in one place to get projects done faster. And time is money, you know that. So take advantage of this special limited time offer just for startups. Sign up today at coda.io slash twist and you will get a $1,000 startup credit on your first statement. I kid you not. coda.io slash twist for $1,000 in sign up credits. coda.io slash twist. What's pretty remarkable about this is that we have, you know, we, the other the thing that sparked this conversation yesterday was talk of Neva, the, yes. the search, you know, the, the new basically search interface using this kind of answer providing that has a citation every sentence, a footnote every sentence right. that is talking about sharing that it, and that is for pay. Oh. So you could imagine a universe in which, okay, so one, that exists, right? So Google, like, I understand that Google's hand is being forced here. They've had this, they have to commercialize it quickly. They're rolling it out. But this is how Neva is doing it, and they're charging for it. So Google could have said, we will offer a paid yep. product in which you can just immediately bypass every other search result and get answers. Those well, answers here, should still include citations. I want to give Neva a shout out. Yeah. As you're pointing out here, they've taken each sentence that's been rewritten mm -hmm. and they've given a citation. Yep. The first one. Somebody asked Chinese balloon shooting, just three words. It's not even a question. It's just the words, the keywords. In the first sentence, the U.S. military shot down a suspected Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina on Sunday. Now it's rewriting that ostensibly uh, with China expressing strong dissatisfaction over the incident and then a second citation. Now you, this one has to wonder why they don't just put the sentence that CNBC had. Maybe they They're did. They're rewriting it, Molly, I believe, in order to obscurify in order to obscurify their stealing. That's why they're rewriting the sentence. Because you could just put the sentences together. This could be hey, like four sentences. I mean, you know how I feel about this. And the way that I feel about this is that if we assume that the presentation of, of information in a slightly new form is always stealing and theft and plagiarizing, then we yeah. can never present new information. Like you can't have search if you assert yes. that you must quote directly every single time. Okay, so if we are going to rewrite it, so I think you need permission to do it at scale. At scale, I think you need permission because you are interfering. And you to just get said into search the law. can't exist. Nope. Search can exist. You can show the link and you can do a small, um, a small portion of the original work that doesn't interfere with that content provider's ability to make a living and to create derivative products. It is that person's right to create the derivative product, not a third party's. And so if you're going to use their input, to create that output and you're going to do it at scale and it interferes with their ability to take that opportunity. That's where in US copyright law, you're dead to rights. And so putting the citations is a step in the right direction. And then getting permission proactively from each of those is the next piece. And Neva then the next piece after that would be sharing revenue or coming up with a licensing agreement with them. Hey, we'd like to use you in this for every thousand answers we give. We'll give you $1. Right. Neva's paying publishers. It's paying, it started, it announced in 2021 that it would share at least 20% of its sales with content partners such as Quora and Medium. Um, they're That's too little, but okay. probably do revenue splits with other publishers at some point. And it's worth note, we did say this yesterday, that the, the CEO was an engineering executive in Google's ads and commerce division for yeah. his last six years there. So he knows what he's going up against. I, I think like at some point, if you're talking about this as a new information presentation layer. And I think we are. And I think that that horse is out of the barn. I will acknowledge any incremental step toward trying to do it the right way. And at least in this case, you've got Neva saying, we have an AI that is that is presenting information. You have mm -hmm. asked it for information and it's giving it to you. But yep. at least it is making, at least it is one, linking to the sources, two, making an effort to share revenue. And three, more importantly, not just like, it's not just a one and then you don't know mm -hmm. where. It's one CNBC. Right. One Reuters. Like, yes. The sources are presented well. Thoughtfully. 
it is accurate and thoughtful. And it's let me a just say this product, and I believe that more revenue share is on the horizon. I am going to give what's the name of this company? Neva, and it's N E V E A E E N N E V A N E V A. Everybody, go there right now. Go check out Neva, and I want to give a shout out to their founder and CEO, and invite him to come on the podcast Agreed. immediately, ASAP, tonight, tomorrow. I'm already, I'm already paying for it. Let's go. Yeah, six bucks because a month. Because he has 78 employees, according to LinkedIn, the world's largest network, LinkedIn.com slash angel slash Jason slash startups or whatever, and you're going to get something. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn, owned by Microsoft, shows they have 78 employees, but 78. Mm-hmm. And they're able to do this right. Oh, yeah. And they raised like a teeny amount of 70 something million dollars too, like a teeny amount compared to the 300 million and the billion and the whatever. Yeah, Google there, should be doing this right out of the gate. I don't know why they wouldn't. There are more people working on bicycles for the staff at Google right now <laughs> than are working at Neva. If mm. Neva can do it right, Sundar, if Neva can do it right, uh, Bing, uh, Sam Altman. The two of you can do it right. Do not come to me and say, we're going to get to it. This week, I want it out. Sundar, you got till Friday. Well, I'll give it to you Monday. You get the weekend. I want everybody in hardcore mode. Lock the building down. Everybody works 16 hours a day. That's how we're doing it in Silicon Valley now. Click this link to prove your hardcore <laughs> at Microsoft, ChatGPT, and Google. I want it done by Monday, 9 a.m. No more stealing content from folks. No more making money off the back of folks. If Neva, N-E-E-V-A, Neva.com slash Jason to get 20% off your subscription. They're not, not a sponsor yet. <laughs> I mean, honestly, but if after Neva yesterday. can do you, this. Yeah. Yeah. Microsoft and ChatGPT and Google can do it. And 78 Google, people working here. There's more people working. There's more yeah. people working at the valet at Microsoft headquarters. I literally, <laughs> I guarantee you there are more valets at Microsoft parking Teslas. BMW or Mach 5, Mach E's. Mach E's. Mach E's at Microsoft than there are at Neva. Get it done. Infuriating. Sometimes we get a partner where the offer is so amazing. I don't even need to read you the ad copy. I just read you the benefits. So here it is, folks. Linode has a startup program. They call it Rise. And it offers more than just free credits. Startups can get up to $10,000 per month in year one credit. So that's important, right? Followed by 50% and 25% discounts in each of the next two years. And there are no caps. You get lifetime discounts based on usage, free, 24 Seven day a week, 365 day a year award winning customer support via phone, email, or social media. There are no tears, there's no handoffs, they're gonna treat you right. Cloud consulting from experts to ensure your tech stack scales seamlessly and community. Connect with other program members, alumni, advisors, and more. Linode cares about startups, that's why they created the Rise program. And shout out to Linode, which was acquired by Akamai last year. With Akamai plus Linode, you also get access to leading security and CDN solutions, content delivery networks. If you're cost sensitive, but you want amazing hosting solutions, Linode is the answer. So visit linode.com slash twist and get $500 in free credits immediately. And you can also apply to their startup program, Rise. And again, Rise members will receive up to $120,000 in free infrastructure credits during their first year and up to 50% discounts after that. Well done, Linode and Akamai. I mean, I so agree. And also, this is amazing. Um, yeah. Why are no, you doing this? You're trying to trigger true. me. I'm well, trying to calm down this week and I'm getting triggered. No. Okay. Well, hey, I, I have an idea. I have a okay. way to calm you down. Please. I Let's talk about down. Adam Newman. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Rivka, why don't we ski today? Speaking. Maybe tomorrow will work. Speaking of you have got to be flipping mm. kidding me. Okay. Um, you may recall that mm-hmm. Adam Newman has his new venture called yes. Flow, uh, yes. not to be confused with Flow Carbon, which no. he and his wife Rebecca are uh, advisors in and investors in. If you remember, Adam raised $350 million from A16Z okay. for Flow. And we uh, were like, well, it might be something about housing and it seems sort of real estate related yeah. and whatnot. Okay, Congrats. so he uh, did an interview. 
He oh. and Mark Andreessen sat down with A16Z's David Ulovich at the firm's American Dynamism Summit in Washington, D.C. They talked about all kinds of stuff, which I'm sure we're going to obsessively watch. Shout out to and David Ulovich, friend of mine. This uh, summit focuses on companies that support U.S. national interest in aerospace, defense, education, and housing. Okay. And, of course, flow is a big housing thing. So I think we should just skip straight to the clip. The conversation spanned 45 minutes. Okay. But we have one 57-second clip of Newman explaining how mm -hmm. flow works, which immediately went viral. Here it is. So, number one, management company, branded technology first. Number two, real estate, asset management, a company that can buy real estate and asset manage real estate. Number three, financial services. And the fourth pillar is this mechanism that's going to take some of the value and share it with the value creators. And those users are going to start using our financial services. Now, the reason they're going to use the financial services, that payments company that's charging your rent already has a real relationship with the user. And then if we are able to take this value-creating mechanism and share with the residents a portion of the value. It's going to make them feel ownership. If you're in your apartment building and you're a renter and your toilet gets clogged, you call the super. If you're in your own apartment and, you're, and you bought it and you own it and your toilet gets clogged, you take the plunger. And it's, it's, it's the difference when feeling like you own something to just feeling like you're renting from being trans transactional to actually being part of a community. I totally get it. <laughs> I, you know, what? I like, I, I get Adam Newman too. I can explain this because I have some history in this space. Okay. <laughs> I, I do have some history in the space. Okay. Um, I love it. I no. was an investor in a company that did the financial piece of um, rent mm -hmm. and it was sort of like a CRM. It got sold. It was a very cool company. Anyway, putting this aside, um, it turns out a lot of people who are landlords, um, they are collecting checks, a very manual process, obviously. And what some companies have done now is they've made CRMs that help you pick uh, somebody to rent the apartment, do, do the background check. And then you have like a wait list of people who you've said, hey, you know, there are potential people in the future. Then they put them in apartments. Then that person can go to that site um, and, you know, do their payments. And you could come up with all kinds of interesting different payment plans for people. Uh, people could pay by week. They could ask for extensions. You can give them loans. You can, you know, for yeah. them to pay their rent if they're a little bit short. There's all kinds of like interesting things you can do. And so the architecture he's coming up with of a technology services company was what he was supposed to build with WeWork, right? Right. right. Um, but they got so busy with um, uh, building it that these other companies that were doing very interesting software kind of beat them to it. There were hot, um, hot desk renting companies that would put a little device on each workstation. You would come to the workstation, Molly, you would scan it with a QR code and you would get charged per minute or it would just manage your department and the number of people and the number of minutes you were using a desk. Right. Very cool concept. And right. then you would actually know, hey, nine lawyers from this department are in this office, 17 are in this office, they were at their desk for this many hours a day. A little micromanaging, but it was more for just kind of understanding your needs. Um, and, and tailoring so products going forward and tailor, you know, like creating specific products for lawyers, for example. Right. Yes. And so now you've got Tech this forward. ability to mm -hmm. manage space. And we have a company density.io that we, we, we seeded and it's done incredibly well. And they manage, um, how many people are in each floor and the utilization of each space without cameras, which is kind of mm -hmm. the cool part about it. it gives you a little more privacy, you know, anonymously how many people are in each floor, et cetera. Um, so that part of the business school. The part of the financial services, very cool. Those two things exist as verticals. The mm -hmm. middle piece, just being a real estate management, that allows him to have real estate investors not investing in the technology companies and probably have those two companies, the finance and tech could be kind of one cap table and the 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 ownership of these buildings. And I saw when I was in Miami next to um, Citizen M was one of the buildings he bought, uh, which is like a really cool building uh, mm. for apartments. They can keep those two cap tables separate because real estate investors have a different goal taxes and, and returns than technology companies. So you just have this beautiful way of separating the two things out. The, the fourth piece is the one that's like, wait a second, they own the buildings and you have some ownership, you get equity in it. Um, a lot of people have talked about that. That well, is at the core of... But we can't actually tell if it's equity. Like it's, it's not, not going to be equity. It's going to be shares in a company. The I part think. that's very fuzzy is what he means when he says you get some value. 
and you have a sense of ownership, right? It's like not clear. And this is where, this is where like, yes to everything you said. Yeah. Because you got some solid business in there and then yeah. you layer on your Adam Newman thing with yes. the, like the very pixie fuzzy dust. part, the pixie dust, which is yeah. like, and then there will be value and there will be a sense of ownership and there will be a community and maybe there will be, yeah, like a, like a, a clog token. And you don't know what that means. Is it rent to own? I would love to know that. That would be very interesting. Like, I don't think is it rent equity to own. in the larger That's what entity in some yeah. way? And then how would you recognize that? And how does that make you want to unclog uh, your own toilet? Like there's, you know, right? I like you have an S1. Clever. And if, then you have some Adam Newman stuff on top of the S1. Easy for people to dunk on it and say he's, you know, this is like some weird thing. He probably yeah, doesn't want to tip his card. But if you think about it, like employees at a company getting stock options in the company, mm-hmm. if you're spending 3000 a month on an apartment in one of the flow units and you spend 36000 a year and you spend you know, 200000 over five years or whatever, and yep. they gave you, I don't know, 5% of that in equity in flow right. uh, for being a, a person, a, a, a member, and you have some ownership of the overall flow property, kind of interesting to make them owners uh, with just stock options. Well, it's interesting. Like giving the Uber drivers or the Lyft drivers or the DoorDash drivers, which a lot of people try to do, but securities law doesn't allow it very easily because of accreditation. But if they could have owned, you know, equity in DoorDash, that would have been incredible for the dashers. It's interesting to me if you can create a financial mechanism for that equity that is similar to equity that you have in house. Like I presume that that is the goal is to to have a. To have a rental, because the big knock on renting is you just throw your money away, right? You don't build equity. And more importantly, you don't create this like sort of bank account that you can draw on. Like if they're talking about a financial mechanism where you can buy into this flow community, you have equity Mm -hmm. in it. Maybe you go back to the same financial institution to whom you pay your rent and you say, hey, I need a home equity line of credit Yeah, against my credit. Then you Mm -hmm. can behave as a homeowner does in the financial world, yeah, but still be a renter. And that is kind of interesting, but I don't know why yeah. he can't just say that. Um, you know, because he's he, is, he just can't like, come on, he is congenitally. Let me have this one dunk. He is congenitally incapable of just saying a straightforward thing. He uh, likes to do a little bit of jazz hands and pixie dust. And I, I the think that's the like the hand on the heart. I, I appreciate that about him. He's right about home ownership. I know it's easy to dunk on him because he's bringing up a clock toilet. That no, is the truth of right home, ownership home ownership is if people have equity in their homes, that's why in America, we've tried to do this. There's been a lot of discussion over, do you build projects in a city where people don't have ownership in them? Or do you build, you know, entry level homes where people could possibly rent to own? And, and, and Adina's business is rent to own, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's the yeah. name of her business? Sorry, I'm blanking yeah. on it. Um, Divi. Divi. So Divi's rent to own. I think mm-hmm. what he's talking about, but he doesn't want to say the word rent to own, like you're saying, because he's Adam Newman and he has to say it in a way that makes you feel it. It is makes mysterious. you not trust him. It makes you trust you trust Adina, but it makes you not trust him. But oh, Adina's not, you know, but A16Z I, isn't just like, sure, yeah, you seem great. This Here's is a revenge startup. I think he's going to crush it. I think his timing's going to be extraordinary. I think he's going to buy all these apartments on the cheap. I think people are going to want to come to an apartment. That includes a DJ and a party. I think he is going to nail it. I'm taking the other side. Don Julio galore. I mean, if he turned the lobby of WeWork into a party, what is he going to do with a pool area? I mean, he's going to crush it. Yeah, these I, things I These know. things sound safe to live in when you start to, <laughs> the way, when you describe it like a WeWork, like, oh, great, that sounds great. I would definitely let my daughter go live in one of those. I mean. Just saying. <laughs> I, young people in their 20s uh, going out on the weekends and having a party. I think it's like, it's okay. Um, maybe stay for to stay home. I don't know. Uh, no <laughs> details here, though, on when they're going to have so. an offering. No, there's nothing. I know he's bought a bunch of properties. Right. With his massive money. I think he personally yeah. bought a lot of these properties. So good for him. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll see. Yes, well, 3, people, what units. was the reaction? People were dunking, I guess, online. People were dunking. I mean, this is where this is one of those things that I find really interesting, right? It's like you can't. First of all, the internet is built for dunking. Social media mm-hmm. is just built for dunking. Yeah. So anytime you got a guy talking about toilets, and it kind of sounds 
I'm just, I'm going to like make it not fun by breaking it down a little bit, but you know, it sort of sounds like this like super elite guy being like, yeah, I'm going to enable people to unclog their own toilets by feeling like they own something, Uh but they don't really own it. You know? And so you get this sort of like class warfare thing. And then also benefit of the doubt. Like when you lose benefit of the doubt, it's harder to get your message across. And there are plenty of people who are like, no, this guy is a con man. I do not believe him, even though at, at the fundamental level, you're probably right. He's um, probably right. He's just may be the wrong messenger. He comes across uh, as, you know, overly enthusiastic. If you're being charitable, like we say here on the program, or he could come across as smarmy uh, or visionary uh, or goofy. I mean, depending on the lens you're looking at it, you know, he's still we work is still uh, a verb. You, yeah. you, you get a we work. You go to a we work. We it works is a are going still, concern. It, yeah, it's a going concern that's worth over a billion dollars right now. Probably, I mean, I'm having to make a J trade. And here. I bet that if I watched, I bet if I sat there and I watched the whole 45 minute interview, like I did with the deal book interview, yeah. I would do a 180. Like I did last time. And I would just be like, I unironically love that guy because he is, he is also like Rasputin-esque. He is hypnotizing. He is doing big things in the world. So mm-hmm. for all the complaining or dunking, here's the reality of a venture capitalist's life and the capital allocator's life, public market, all the way down to angel investors and everywhere in between. You're looking for people who want to do big things and change the world. He wants to do big things and change yeah. the world. And he has done that. And that know- is actually what you're looking for. And you don't find it very often. So there's a lesson here. We actually do know that housing is broken. We do know that. And we know that the trend is toward renting, but that renting doesn't accrue equity in a way that sets you up financially for the long term in your life. Like all of the, again, all the tenants, the tenants, not the tenants, all the tenets are true. They're totally true. It's just like, do you believe him in terms of execution? But history suggests execution on some level is certainly possible. And then a grown up will have to come in and tell you what the thing is. (laughs) Here's a lesson for everybody out there who's an entrepreneur, right? Is this Mm -hmm. week in startups here? Entrepreneur's lessons. It doesn't matter how badly you screw up. If you execute well, you build an incredible brand at a large scale. You can screw up. You could be Katzenberg and do Quibi, Mm -hmm. burn through a billion dollars. and then if I can tell you right now, Katzenberg comes up with a new idea, says, here's what we learned at Quibi. Now we're going to build a Netflix competitor and an HBO competitor. And here's how we're going to do it. And these are the people we're tapping. Basically, he raises another billion. So the lesson here is to not be cynical, to not project into this, you know, um, whatever, you know, social issues of the day, unfair things in the world, housing issues, whatever it is. And look at the big picture. Capital allocators want to back people with a global vision who are bold enough to swing for the fences. That's the key takeaway here for entrepreneurs, for everybody else on, you know, for the people who are in the chorus and the audience who want to, you know, pontificate. If you're a professional pontificator, by all means, you have tons of attack vectors here. Dunk away. He's got his money and he's going to build it. A lesson for entrepreneurs. Go big. He's going to build a real, he's also the flow brand is starting to get, it's growing on me. Rework is a brilliant name for a brand. Flow is a brilliant name for a brand. He's a branding savant. Wait till you see the logo. It's gorgeous. It's like a seventies logo. Yes. It looks like something like out of a seventies neon. It looks like a club on the sunset strip in 1975. Mm -hmm. It's like the hottest club. Here's oh, what's wait, happening is, it, is it pulsating in colors? Of course it is. Oh my Welcome God. Welcome to Flow. Live life Soho's in Flow. Soho's newest destination. They've got I mean, everything. Don Julio, <laughs> icicle shots. The hottest thing in the residential thing living. Is Flow. <sighs> is incremental <laughs> equity. I mean, uh, I, I do want to have a mimosa. Like, literally, I want to... Go back and look at. Oh, look at it. It's turning yellow. It's turning it's green. Turning it's turning colors. It's literally like I want to go in a conversion van with the flow logo on the side of it, open up the back of the van, and like 20 people come dumping out. Right? Here's and your you've jobs, got, and, folks. And every one of you, you've got your Stanley Quencher mug, and you're wearing like your cute, like Carhartt beanie. I mean, this is just like on point. This is bell, all bell bottoms. Let's go. Bell bottoms. Let's do it. Um, 
go back for any of you who are wondering where this take came from. Please go back and watch our interview with Sebastian Malaby in Mm. which Sebastian Malaby is, you know, I can't imagine why anybody would fund this guy ever. And I'm like, really? And Jason's (laughs) like, yeah, I would fund him for this reason, this reason, this reason, and this reason. Sebastian's like, what? And I'm like, you wrote a whole book about the power line. You don't think that this guy's going to get funded again? He's like, shoot. Yeah. Right. Like Sebastian 180 that real quick. You 180 that real quick. (laughs) I was like, Sebastian, come over here. Come to the super value layer. <laughs> because it turns out like that. It turns out that Twitter does not have to give you the benefit of the doubt. That's actually not what matters at all. No. The question is whether you get $350 million from A16Z. And are you going to you throw a great party in Miami, in Brickell, do a thousand people try to get into the party and do 50 of them say, you know what? I'll pay an extra 500 bucks a month for mm-hmm. this apartment to get a couple of NFTs or tokens or, you know, shares in flow, whatever he gives people. Flow yeah, coins. I think you should just give people shares in flow. They, they own a piece of the company. He right. gives them shares in flow. And then what do they do? Now they don't have to go to the club. The, they're living at the club. They go down to the pool and they get X number of hours in a booth at the club. Or what do they call those? Cabanas? The mom and me is freaking out about this part of it. But yeah. It's like Soho yeah. House. It's what like do people Soho do in House. New York at Soho House? Young people actually, go to Soho House and sit by the pool and they order bottles of Vuv and they, they eat truffle fries. Of your lifestyle? Yeah. Like, hell yeah, do it. Although, you you know, this is going to mean nobody ever works again. Nick points out quite astutely that Twitter might actually be an inverse signal in terms ah. of success. Like if Twitter hates it sure. and they're all dunking Absolutely. on it, like head on in. I, I think that's probably directionally this. true. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, I'm a bulldog guy, but us dog owners, we've been totally spoiled with the ridiculous number of dog sitting and dog walking apps that are out there today. There are a ton of places to get a great dog walker or to have somebody watch your dog when you're away on a business trip, on a ski trip, whatever it is. But what about my cat people? Well, I've got the perfect solution for you. It's called Meowtel. It is the number one cat sitting app available right now for you on iOS and Android. Meowtel sitters have over 60,000 five-star reviews from happy cat parents and they really are parents you know cat people and you're probably one of them all sitters are fully vetted and insured and they offer once or twice daily drop-in visits or overnight stays in your home so that your cats can enjoy playtime and cuddles in the comfort of their regular environment a meet and greet is included with each reservation so you can ensure the perfect fit and your sitter will send detailed updates and photos of each visit to let you know how your feline friend is doing. Meowtel provides a 100% satisfaction guarantee and a team of support specialists will help make sure you have a perfect experience. So here is your call to action. Use the code TWIST25 for $25 off your first booking. That's TWIST25 at Meowtel, M-E-O-W-T-E-L. Go ahead, search for it in the app store. All right, there's, uh, we have a startup of the day. Let's just do it we real do. quick. Yeah, yeah, let's cruise through this. This is really, really interesting. Um, Jobber, great name, by the way, Jobber, J-O-B-B-E-R, a startup that enables small home services businesses just raised a hundred million dollar series D. This is not AI. This is not carbon capture. No, this is work straight up work. Blue collar is having a moment. Jobber is an Edmonton based startup that provides an ops management platform for home services businesses, by which I mean like electrical, carpentry, plumbing. It helps you uh, with a customer CRM, a super easy chat so that you can get like automated texts and emails. Your electrician's on the way. He'll be there in 20 minutes. Gives estimates, quotes, lets you schedule appointments. There's invoice managing. And then if you're a contractor, solo contractor, you pay 49 bucks a month, up to five workers, 129 bucks a month and up to 15, $249 a month. The business Mm. um, currently has over $100 million in ARR. And they serve 200,000 businesses in 60 countries. So for those individual, I mean, it's perfect for for both sides, right? Like one, you may be a phenomenal electrician who's not great at communicating. Like my plumber guy, I love him. We Mm. can't communicate at all. Like he comes and does light electrical and whatever emergency plumbing work. And, you know, we kind of Mm. grunt at each other. And he just tells me how much it costs. And I'm like, fine with that because I trust him. But if he had this layer, this interface to professionalize his operation, way more business. And then on the other hand, everybody needs this stuff right now. Everybody needs this stuff all the time. We There's never, I mean, at, back to plumbing, right? There's yes. never a moment when you don't need access to this. Austerity measures can take you so far. 
right. I, I do not need to drink the blue bottle chicory coffee for four fifty. Again, I was buying those, you know, every time we'd order groceries every week or two, you know, six, seven, eight of those would come in. I would plow through them. And then I looked at the bill. I'm like, hey, you know, and then I go to buy my own Cafe Du Monde and doing my own cold brew coffee at home. Tastes better. And I'm yep. saving whatever it is, 50 bucks a month on these things. Maybe like 100 bucks a month I was probably spending on these things. Yeah, 100 bucks a month. I was probably doing 20. Um, you know, if y- your plumbing backs up, right. and as Adam Newman says, you plumb it and you can't get it, <clears throat> you're going to call the plumber. You call the super. You know, you'll get the have to plumb shit, Molly. You know, it is a uh, lot of shit is backing only... up in your apartment. You try yourself if you own it. Like, I'll try. I will definitely try. And uh, if I can't get it, I call BB. Help you're me. gonna call. You're Help gonna me call Adam. And I always make Adam. him a coffee. Tell you what. Yeah, of course. He gets a coffee this, every time he shows up. This is what I trained my team to do. Anytime a service person comes, not only do we make him a coffee or give him a drink and we have drinks there, we give him sodas for the road, a little road soda on the way out. Totally. We hand him yep. like a tray of stuff. Hey, take oh, two yeah. or three for the road. We order him lunch. We say, and I, I gave the script to my team. We're ordering Shake Shack for the house. Jason said we had to order you guys Shake Shack too. Can we? Would you like a chicken sandwich, which Jason thinks is the best thing on the menu, or the double cheeseburger, which Jason thinks is the best thing on the menu? Which one would you prefer? And they're like, uh, I don't know. And like, we'll get you both. We buy thirty bucks worth of Shake Shack. We hand it to them. And they take it home. They eat some whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who comes first when the toilet's backed up or there's a flood? Exactly. Right? Yeah. And. You can cut things with austerity measures, but you're not cutting the air conditioning being broken in Texas or Florida. I can tell you nope, that. You are not. Hot water and heater? I just, can't live without hot water. There's so much stuff like this that just needs that layer of accessibility. Mm-hmm. And sure. I just think that this is, and, and you know, I mean, I just keep saying the electrician is the most por- important job in the world right now. Um, before we- Do you know what they're making? I mean, you can make six figures yeah. easily as an electrician. My brother, easily. Josh, is an electrician uh, and we New York firefighter retired and is doing electrician work. They can make a fortune. You raise your rates. You don't lose any customers. And the, the number of states that are at a deficit right now, you can go live in Hawaii, Florida, Texas, San Diego, Alaska. I just pulled Anywhere. up like which states need the most electricians. It's like Hawaii, Florida, Australia. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Austin. You can go make Where do you more live? than a startup employee. Yeah, in these places, yep. and you might, and you can set your own schedule too. You you don't want to work Fridays and Mondays; you just want to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you want to put in twelve hour days. Do that. You have you make by your the own way, schedule. You have all of that and your union, so you have all of that, yes. and you will be taken care of if you get hurt on the job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Big, it's big like, time unions. Big time. Unions. I, I mean, this is this is again. This is any minute now. I'm going to write the whole entire newsletter that is in my drafts titled "Don't Learn to Code, Learn to Wire." Like this uh, is the blue collar moment. You can but especially like key to the energy transition. Oh, electricians. right. How about that piece? No, the, Solar, like li- the windmills. You, you can't do cables to connect the electricity. Exactly. Like you, yes. we literally cannot accomplish an energy transition. You cannot electrify your house. You cannot mm-hmm. get a car charger put in. You can't nope. get the panel upgrade. You need nope. elect. We need electricians. Like we need like a freaking Peace Corps for what was that? What was the American, like the work thing, the labor corps and the whatever. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. God, it was like a Clinton thing in the nineties. Yeah. You need to, yeah Amer- need the America works kind of thing. Yeah. AmeriCorps. Uh, AmeriCorps. We need AmeriCorps for electricians. It's, uh, this is why I think we should do these. Um, we should tie school loans to professions. If you go to electrical school, you can actually get uh, yeah. a loan against your tuition. No problem. An ISA income sharing agreement. So you can get ISAs for nursing, for plumbing, for electricians, no problem. Whereas right. if you, and code school, but if you go to get your liberal arts degree or whatever philosophy, you're going to go 200K in debt. Oh, see, and okay. here's where I now think that we're going to move to the polls because good. I I'll think take- actually a philosophy degree, a humanities degree, like that's going to yes. become increasingly important. Like, do you have data science schools starting to integrate that? Because the, oh. the only thing we can do now that the computers can't is infer, be creative, make conclusions, cre- you know, creative writing, whatever. So I think on you, I think you'll have this like you got. We need electricians, we need plumbers, we need all of this stuff. We need thinkers and dreamers and inference hmm. makers. And then in the middle, we don't need accountants. 
Uh, we might uh, not need lawyers. Ooh, like there's all these. Nah, co- we don't yeah. need coders. Like you don't need to code. I think you need. I think you're going to need less. I think there'll be like 10x. It, it will turn everybody into a 10x lawyer. Everybody I'm not into being. A 10X right. I'm not being so literal that we need zero. Yeah. I'm just saying that all of the things that we that we, that we yeah. think of as technical services, a lot of those technical services will get hit hard. But if you're a creative, there's still going to be a ton. I think we will return to a ton of value there. Maybe That's I was just theory. thinking like I want to you know put a J trade into sh- uh, maybe the audience can help me with this email producers at thisweekinstartups.com. Um, who are the stock photography libraries? Uh, I think that's over. Like, why would you take a stock photo if you need a photograph of a mountain, a ski mountain? I think you're going to get a better one from the AI than from a photographer. I'm sorry to photographers, but I think you'll get uh, if you're the creative and you want your website to have a picture of a you know, mountain during Christmas, and you want to have a picture of a beach during the summer, you know, going to Getty and paying 500 bucks or $5,000, take out your credit card, it's going to be so much friction. And going into Canva or another tool that incorporates AI, because obviously Canva will have stable diffusion built in. And you're just like, build me a website Squarespace, right with a beautiful sunset. And uh, I would like to have a bunch of those little huts uh, you know, that you walk out on a dock and you can, you know, do oh, that. Yeah. And I want to have and a great like white shark. Over the water. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll make the sunset more orange. And it's just yeah. going to be like, boop, 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 boop. And it's going to be faster and free. Yeah. And going to Getty and logging in and searching, it's going to be harder to find that image. You can just define what you want. Mm-hmm. Speaking it's of over. which, uh, before yeah. we toss, quick Microsoft update. Uh, Microsoft did, in fact, in a huh. hastily pulled together press event huh. today, officially announce although mm-hmm. we've been telling you this for weeks that they will integrate OpenAI's gpt software into the bing search engine they did a launch an event to launch the technology today tuesday and said the bing upgrade will enable a new kind of search in which people will pose questions to the search engine in natural language and it will generate direct answers i think Everything somebody's gotta buy quora right now i saw search, quora adam was talking well i think adam from i've tried to get him on the pod a bunch of times i've never heard him on another podcast but i want to get the guy adam from um quora on the pod because they're doing something where they're going to allow people to license the answers on quora that they got from users like that opens up a can of words so those people who answered there they don't have any expectation of getting paid they did it for fame and to be helpful and recognition so maybe they get a link back but i think they're going to let people access quora's api to tap those answers but i think right now why is microsoft and google not just offering like a couple billion dollars for quora it seems like that's a gold mine of data and if you could block the other person this right. could be the next trend is buying data sets and blocking the other person so if i buy quora and i'm bang or microsoft then google can't buy it right i mean this so is that's the, what should the start happening right scenario. now is to buy these data sets exactly the nightmare scenario is these walled garden data sets like this is what an open ai as it was conceived, would <laughs> yes. ideally have done. <laughs> and yet here we are. Here we well, are. Or you license it to both and they buy right. a 10 year license, but then they have to rip it out, I guess, at some point. It's got to yeah. be, I guess, I mean, in perpetuity. Producer Brian makes an amazing point here, which yeah. is that the FTC, if they are not already, should be paying a lot of attention to potential acquisitions around giant data sets. Yeah, they're, they're, they're still looking at double fighting. click 15 years ago and Instagram <laughs> fighting, 15 years ago. They're like, they're, they're fighting the last battles. Wh- wh- where is the FTC? Like Lena Khan, you should be in the audience at this Bing Microsoft GPT event. I mean, we don't know that she's not. One thing I do hate about us in the yeah. chattering class is we do, we are always, you know, like you guys are always like, they don't know what they're doing. Like, we don't know. We do not know. I mean, we do not, they not have all the about double click. Lawsuits take forever. The law takes forever. I know, but it, they're pointing the gun at like, um, you know, a deer that went by 15 years ago, and it's like they're not going to shoot that deer. It's like it's a shadow of the, a deer. They're not suing over the acquisition. They are suing over what the ad network became. The fact that it's the publisher, the platform, and yes. the you know the sales arm. Understood, but they approved it. So how do you go back in time and say we're going to disapprove it now? And here's what happened. I don't know how that flies in the courts. And then you have at the same time Uber's building a billion dollar a year business. Amazon's built a multi billion dollar ad business. Netflix is building a multi-billion dollar ad business. Hulu's building a multi-billion dollar ad business. Like, I I think the damage that was done by that was done over the last 15 years. It's not going to happen over the next 15 years. They're going to be losing market share to those new ad networks. This is where they should be focused, is whose data sets are getting used. And all I'm saying is, uh, we shouldn't assume that they're not. 
Hopefully they are, right? Like they did had go Lena, against that had AR this, VR company, Had right? this team been in place when Google was buying DoubleClick, yeah, maybe they maybe would've they would have brought the lawsuit, right? Yeah. They're a lot more aggressive. So let's just not assume that they're definitely dumb dums with their heads in the sand. We don't know. I don't know. They dumb dums. They might be with their heads in the sand. They might be focused on this other thing, or they might I'm be under resourced or whatever. Action. I was just going based on the action, but they, and um, by the way, we didn't discuss this, but you know, they, they blocked successfully or I'm sorry, meta FTC yeah. lost the antitrust FTC challenge lost this case. For, yeah. From meta buying that like tiny little virtual reality startup. For a I mean, the, to be honest, like this is why you got to read that chicken shit club book. It's fascinating because it literally is about why it, by Jesse Eisinger, it literally is about why the DOJ and SDNY and all of these federal prosecutors stopped bringing cases because they didn't want to lose. So they didn't bring cases. They did not go out against the Google and DoubleClick merger because they were afraid they might lose. And Lena Khan has been very clear in saying, we are going to pursue cases that we might lose because it's the only way to win. So it's a really different and specific strategy. And it did become part of the like prosecutorial like world in the federal and especially in terms of prosecuting white collar crime. If so you they thought you only were want lose, to do cases. You didn't they bring win. a case. Only want the chicken shit club. Why the Justice Department fails to prosecute executives? July 2017. This came out. Jesse yeah. Isinger. I have to check that out. I didn't. Dude, know it's that fascinating. Huh. All right, everybody. That's your Tuesday. Got a lot coming up. Joe Gebbia, Airbnb co-founder. I'm going to interview him about his new ADU backyard unit startup. Uh, oh yeah, we talked weeks. about that on the show. Yeah. Startup of the yeah. day. Oh, yeah. exciting. That's going to yeah, be fantastic. Yeah. I met yeah, got- him socially. I hung out with him a couple of times. He's a really cool cat, like a designer, but he's got really thinks differently. I'm, I'm kind of a Joe Gebbia fan. Hmm. And so I'm really excited about that. And then you have some climate startups coming up and some climate investors coming up on the show, show right? We do. A special series coming up. With special my, yeah. series. We climate have a partner. A sponsor came in to do that. Yes. Yep, exactly. And if you would like to be a sponsor oh. of the ongoing special series of climate startups because people actually really liked hearing about them. It's hopeful. We like a little hope people who are solving real problems. Um, Those are coming up. Yeah, we got, we're, we're really leaning into interviews this year in 2023 and it's super fun because it's just so like, yeah, it just opens up a whole world every time we have one of these conversations. We'll still be doing news, but we're adding back clearly. We got Molly and I in year one, we got into news. We got into news, you know, like we, it's a lot to discuss, a lot going on in the world, but we got to get these interviews back. There's so many great people. If you want to be a partner and you want to sponsor this week in climate, we're doing it as like 10 week series now. So jump in there, email producers at thisweekinstartups.com. Tell us about your company and maybe you could uh, partner and uh, sponsor the show. Yeah. All right, everybody. Love that's, it. A, that's a Tuesday for you. I think. That's a Tuesday. See you tomorrow. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and subscribe to mollywood.substack.com. And I oh think my God. Can I just say? You did one this week. I did one this week and I was like, yes, you can start a climate company because everybody's talking about starting AI companies. And I was like, you can do. And I got an email from someone who said, I'm super inspired and I want to start a climate company. Can we talk about Founder University? Boom. Nice. Because I put a nice big link in there. I was like, Uh, we have a place for you to come and get started. All right, everybody. See you tomorrow on Wednesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.